0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 888, Comic Talk. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 888. It's a comic talk episode. Uh, Specifically today, I actually wanted to talk about Amazing Um, Spider-Man. There was big news last week that Nick Spencer's going to be... Well, maybe it wasn't last week that they announced Nick Spencer's ending his run, but uh, we know now that Nick Spencer is leaving Spider-Man, and there's going to be a new creative team coming on after he leaves, which is, you know, pretty big news. Um, You know, I, I, to be honest, kind of thought that Nick Spencer would continue to, you know, issue 100 or something which would be coinciding with issue 800 or like 790 uh, sorry issue I guess 99 would have been uh, issued 900 so I kind of assumed that would have happened um Ben City is leaving with amazing spider-man 74 um, which is 875. So he's leaving, and in his place, we're, we've now found out, we're getting kind of a kind of a brand new day style uh, era in terms of kind of a rotating creative team, bunch of different writers, and we're it's coming out, I guess, three times a month. Um, so that, that's that's big news. Um, so we're getting, you know, this whole era called Spider-Man Beyond, with uh, Kelly Thompson, Saladin Ahmed, uh, Cody Ziglar, Patrick Leeson, and Zeb Wells, uh, which comes after Sinister War and, we're assuming, the last kind of Battle of Kindred um, in the uh, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 74. It's crazy that Nick Spencer's run only began in 2018. It feels like it's been around a lot longer, um, but I guess the reason why is because even when you have a you know a book coming out twice a month, seventy four issues is really only thirty seven months. So, uh, although even then I think that there must have been some escalated periods because, or maybe it just started in early twenty eighteen in order for those that to really work. Um, but yeah, that's it's really interesting that. It went by so quickly, and it feels like he's been on it a, a lot longer than just since 2018. So it's one of those things where the numbering uh, really kind of puts you off from what's actually happening in terms of real-world uh, events and, uh, you know, the, the actual movement of time. Uh, so far, we've seen a release costume of, you know, they, they call him the Scott Spider, but then they also say that he's taking the man- mantle of Spider-Man, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm curious how they're going to fix Ben Riley. Um We've seen him recently in Iron Man, but he hasn't done a lot of talking. Um, I did not like how they used Ben Riley and made him a villain in Clone Conspiracy because I loved Ben Riley, and then uh, I wasn't one of the ones who was necessarily asking for him to come back uh, but then they brought him back and they made him a villain and then there was a whole two year run of Peter David comics which to be honest I'm not even sure how it ended I can't remember anymore because it just felt very ambiguous um, and there was moments where I really liked that book but it never really, not, I will honestly say that it never truly felt like Ben Riley. I felt like Peter David was telling a fun story I didn't always feel like it was a Ben Riley story because the Ben Riley I knew died 1996, um, and whatever we'd seen since just wasn't the same. In fact, like I, I had come to appreciate and enjoy Kane, and even I don't even understand his status quo right now. Like I think he's just around. Uh, it's weird to just have clones of Peter Parker just kind of kicking around the the Marvel Universe, and no one's really using them. That at one point would have seemed impossible. Um, so well, the reason why I wanted to kind of talk about it today is it made me think about the different changes of the guard that I have been. You know reading comics as when they've happened, and I realized Amazing Spider Man's actually been a, a very consistent book through much of my comic reading career, and in fact, through most of many's. Because if you really look at it, Stan Lee was involved in what the first hundred or so issues, so that's a strong degree of consistency from the writing standpoint. But art is obviously different, although he was blessed with having. Consistency in artists too, because he had Steve Ditko in the first thirty-nine, and he had John Romita for much of the ones that come afterwards. Um, so that's all well and good. But then, when you really look at it, you know, you had him with a hundred issues or so. You had Jerry Conway coming after him and going for quite a while. Uh, then you have, I guess, a spottier period between when Jerry Conway leaves. You have what Len Wein. Um, I guess at some point you have Mark Wolfman. And then you lead pretty, you know, Denny O'Neill, and then you got Roger Stern. You got this really great run, and after Roger Stern, you have Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends come in, and they have a great run. Then you have you know a bit of the switch up, the switcheroos that happen, which leaves us with David McLeaney. But even David McLeaney then is on it for almost 100 issues, uh, leading up to you know Maxim Carnes that kind of era, Um, and then we start to get some changeover again. So when I first started buying Amazing Spider-Man on the regular would have been 1996, Amazing Spider-Man 400 and oh my god I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the number and it's gonna bother me i'm pretty sure it was 418 or 419 i always kind of go back and forth in my head about which one it was um but i started i remember i was in like the hospital or for something and they're in the gift shop they had this particular issue uh and i picked it up and i loved it uh, i'm pretty sure it is i think it is 419 i you know i the the difficulty I have in my head is I can never remember which issue was the last issue of the Clone Saga with Revelations in it uh, in Amazing Spider Man that was four eighteen so four nineteen is the first issue I really start buying uh, cover dated January ninety seven um, so I would have bought it you know October I guess it was November uh, ninety um 96, and that makes sense that I was in the hospital around that time, uh, with some, the first of many head injuries, which explains a lot, doesn't it? Um, And so that was like my first regular buying Amazing Spider-Man with every issue, because at that point, I had already started buying, um, you know, X-Men, maybe the pre, earlier that year, I had started buying with Uncanny X-Men, um and uh so that was what i had been doing so i had you know started going in with the x books and i'm like "Well, oh, i should read spider-man 2 um and i really enjoyed this um i thought it was great fun and i so the writer at this point was tom DeFalco, the second tom de falco run the people forget that he came back to the book um i love this run um i don't think no one really talks about it which i think is always a shame of kind of the post-clone saga uh, pre-relaunch uh, uh, issues is that they do not get talk, spoken of enough and i think it's it's Generally, because not a lot of people were buying at that point. I think a lot of people were like, "Clone Saga" was the good point to leave, and they were done and didn't want to read it anymore. And so, the people left the book, and I was coming on as a new reader, and I loved it. Um, so it, it was fantastic. So I had Tom DeFalco as my amazing Spider-Man writer, and he basically re- wrote it until. That run ended, um, which ended, you know, kind of in a weird way. Ended as part of, uh, you know, the gathering of five in the final chapter. So, just as he's, so that that was not written by by Tom Defalco, I should say. Um, That was instead written by. You got John Byrne. I think the last issue by Tom DeFalco actually was 439, um, which was kind of a, a weird kind of future issue uh, looking at the future uh, and things that happen. And it was kind of a fun, silly little issue. It was very throwaway, but a lot of enjoy- enjoyment. And if you think about it, it feels very Tom DeFalco um, in terms of a, a fun kind of uh, exploration of, you know, people in the future find something with spider Man's, and they, they built up this myth of Spider-Man, but uh, it's very different from reality. And it's, it's pretty fun. Um... And then you go on to the next issue, 440 and 441, those are by John Byrne, um, as John Byrne comes on to kind of assist with the, the ending of the you know, Spider-Man era that had li- existed with both Gathering of Five and the final chapter, um, and then, then we relaunch the book. Um, and then when it relaunches, you have got Howard Backy who'd already been on the Spider bucks in general. Uh, I'm specifically talking about Amazing Spider-Man because it's simpler, and to be honest, I, that's the one that I had always purchased. I sometimes purchase some of the ancillary in- titles, especially in the early, the earlier years we're talking about here. I didn't really have the money to do so, so so I my ability to do so was very sporadic, and I would do that during events like Gathering of Five, um, spa, Identity Crisis, um, what was it, uh, Spider Hunt final chapter these types of things so then you get the relaunch relaunch is by john byrne and howard mackey initially howard mackey stays on and on amazing runs until issue 29 then you got jms john michael Straczynski, coming on and he basically does takes us from issue 30 all the way up to i don't know 540 something like basically when or 544 i want to say um which is the end of you know everything that we knew in terms of sin's past, which was a big deal, because uh, everything kind of you know runs out and we're we're done with him, um, and then we move on to something very different, which is the brand new day era. So again, the brand new day era starts with I guess what is it five forty six? Um, five forty six starts that well. Technically, it starts at the very end of um, of five forty five, but in five. 5- Forty-six. Uh, we have the the you know the the first big overhaul. So if you think about it, um, that was a pretty big grouping of issues. Like I'm trying to think, issue thirty would have been about what four seventy one. So from four seventy one to five forty five, you had one writer. So that was again another like five or so years. Um, and then you have a new or five or six actually because he came on. He started in what early two thousand one, late two thousand, um, and then you had. He was on there until, like, what, 2007? So he was on there for, like, seven years. Um, And then you have this whole new creative team, and I loved this initial idea. Uh, I think a lot of people were burnt out in something like Brand New Day in some ways. First of all, people didn't like the the bad taste of Sins past. That's to be expected. Um, But, uh, in fact, if you go up to spiderfan.org and you find the comic review for the issue 545, which is the end of Brand New... uh, Sorry, of one more day. You will find uh, a scathing review about someone being so upset about everything that they did and how dare they... And it's written by me, and it's really embarrassing. And I remember I was uh, looking at the uh, 100 Things You Must Know About Spider-Man book by Mark Gianocchio, co-host of the Amazing Spider-Talk podcast, to see if I was referenced for anything in there, because I had done some interviews that might have been of interest. Uh, And the one thing that I was referenced on was the Spider-Fan review. And I was like, oh, that thing? I wrote it so long ago. I was like a child. Um, So that made me laugh. So, Brand New Day was a... I always I liked it as an era because... Now, first of all, it got rid of all the ancillary books. So You didn't have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man anymore. You didn't have... I'm trying to remember what even existed at that point. It was Friendly Neighborhood, Sensational, I guess Spectacular and Amazing. So I think there were still four. Um, and they got rid of them all. And then they replaced it with just Amazing Spider-Man three times a month. And so, this is where you start to get the acceleration of the title's numbers. Because if you think about it, this was, this was originally released... Uh, January 9th, 2008 was the beginning of the brand new day. So this was 546. And so in the past 13 and a half years, we have gone from issue 546 to almost 875. So it's been almost 330 issues. That's ridiculous. Um, But it's because you were getting 36 issues a year for a number of years um, the fact that they were able to keep it going for as long as they did with a high degree of quality is actually nothing short of amazing. Um, no pun intended. Um, and I liked this era. I, I always thought that getting it three times a month, made it, going to the comic sh- shop and getting it three out of four well, for most for most months, getting it three out of four months, uh, sorry, weeks, uh, always felt like it was a nice sense of regularity. It felt like it felt like your favorite TV show it was on every week. You were getting another chapter. If you didn't like the storyline, they were going to move on pretty quickly. The arcs weren't accessi- excessively protracted. Most stories are two to three issues, so you were getting it all in one month. Uh, you'd have the creative team cycling in and out in terms of you know you'd have a writer an artist come in for one arc and then you have another writer and artist and so it was constantly going forward it felt like there was a vibrant uh, supporting cast again that was one of, one of the few things i didn't like about jms's run is that it never felt like he did much with the supporting cast whereas we got a lot more of that going on in brand new day uh, as we got a lot more of this churn and you got a lot of characters coming in and out you had harry osborne you had lily hollister you had um, you know, uh, Dexter Bennett, if anyone even remembers that character. You had all these characters. You had uh, subplots. You had an election looming. You had these new a lot of new characters. They weren't immediately going to, you know, classic characters. They were instead looking at a lot of new characters. Um, I'd really dug this run. Um, I hate One More Day. I think it's awful. But I do think that Brandy Day was a nice thing that came out of it. And so it was pretty consistent for a while. So you got this, you know, whole new way of looking at Spider-Man, and then eventually it has to end, and so you do when they do uh, Spider-Man big time, uh, or Amazing Spider-Man big time, and that is when you get a a big change, when you suddenly go from Dan Slott being one of a rotating series of writers to instead being the only Spider-Man writer. Now, this would have been uh, starting... So we had, at that point, 102 consecutive issues of Brand New Day uh, at three a month, and then suddenly you have... You know, dropping it from three times a month to two times a month, and you have, uh, you know, this big time era. It's just Dan Slot. You have, for the most part, Humberto Ramos, Marcus Martin, and Stefano Casale are the creative artists, or the artists on the title. Um, and so it starts with, you know, 640 gauge is where it starts, and kind of runs, I would say, arguably towards the end when. Uh, you have Spider Man uh, you know, dying and, and losing his final battle against uh, Doc Ock. And so you have danced a lot for so long. So, what it really made me realize when they announced this change from Nick Spencer to this new creative team is that, you know, Spider Man of all books, it feels like you have books like uh, X Men have had a lot more turnover, a lot more, you know, uh, writers coming in and out. Like, if I think about it, like, in the last nine years of my podcast, how many writers of X Men have there been? You've had Colin Bunn, you've had. Well, I can't remember all of them right now. But, I mean, you've had a lot. You've had Jonathan Hickman. You've had Duggan now. Uh, and there's many more that I'm missing in there. There's Bendis. So like, the, so a lot of these other titles have so much more churn. Even something like Daredevil. Daredevil's actually relatively consistent. But even then, the runs aren't as long or as protracted as something like Spider-Man. The fact that, you know, you had Dan Slott on the book for so long. He was the sole uh, sole writer from, you know, what, November 2010... Uh, to sometime in twenty eighteen, like that's a, a a huge run. Plus, obviously, he was part of the creative team before that. So, my whole point is, it's interesting that when I really thought about it, Spider Man as a character has been remarkably lucky to have a consistent a creative team, generally speaking, not a lot of ins and outs or j- jumping around. Anyways, you can email me at uh, comic shenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thank you for listening to my ramblings and apologies in the background as my son is on eSchool and sometimes it's very loud. Uh, but thanks again for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.